Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Last week we had a wonderful week of programmes, Colin. You were explaining the gospel in its uh, simplest terms. And this week you're going to take us on another stage to talk about what it means to be in Christ. Now this is a theme that you often talk about. Yes, I don't think we've talked about it on this program for a while, but it is absolutely central to the whole of the Christian life. What God does when he takes hold of our lives and we are born again, uh, we become Christians, is he puts us into Christ. And the New Testament is full of this phrase of being in Christ Jesus. And we need to understand what this means and how it is to have practical implications in our lives. Um, Of course, it's the outworking of what Jesus promised when he was talking to his disciples at the Last Supper. He said, abide in or remain in or live continuously in me and I in you. This means that Jesus was saying to the disciples that with his death, resurrection, return to heaven, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, their whole relationship with him was about to change. That they would, in some sense, be living in him, and he would come to live in them by the power of his Spirit. Now, what does it mean to live in Christ. Right at the end of the um, book of Romans, Paul greets a whole series of people who were part of the church in Rome. And uh, he he refers to Priscilla and Aquila as my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. He... um, talks about Adronicus and Junius, who were relatives of his, and he says they were outstanding among the apostles and they were in Christ before I was. Uh, Then he says, greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Uh, He says, greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. Uh, He goes on to say, greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Uh, And then he says, greet uh, Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who, who work hard in the Lord, and so on. Uh, We are in some sense in Christ and in the Lord once we are Christians. So something supernatural happens at the point of conversion. Oh, well, many many, uh, uh, supernatural things happen. Uh, We become a whole new creation. The people that we were uh, have died and we are made a new uh, creation. You become a new person. And what um, the scriptures is really saying is that new person is placed in Christ and Christ is placed in in that person. Now, Paul, when he's writing to the Corinthians, 
says that it is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus. In other words, God takes hold of the life of the new believer and puts him into Christ so that Christ's life becomes his life, the believer's life. That the inheritance that Christ has won from the Father becomes the inheritance of the believer. Whatever Christ has, the new believer has. So when he's uh, writing to the Ephesians, Paul says, God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So even for the newest believer who is placed in Christ, all the blessings of heaven, all the spiritual riches of heaven have been given to him. So you and I as Christians, that is our inheritance. We are co-heirs with Christ of everything that God has to give. So this is a very wonderful revelation. The thing that saddens me is as I've moved among so many churches, so many different denominations and streams of churches in many, many different nations over the years of my ministry, 45 years of ministry, I have found that there is such ignorance among Christians about their position in Christ. Not as much now as there used to be. About 25 years ago, I wrote my book, In Christ Jesus, which was an international bestseller, has been used by Bible schools in many different parts of the world because it was recognized how important this revelation is if Christians are going to live the kind of lifestyle that God expects of them. I've heard you tell the story, Colin, of, of how the penny dropped with you. It was a moment of revelation, wasn't it? Uh, well, this is, uh, this is what happens always, isn't it? That uh, at some point, a truth becomes real to you. And it was as if that truth never existed before. Of course, all these truths have been truths ever since uh, Jesus came and, and gave his life and the Spirit of God was poured out upon the early church. But for these things to live, we do need revelation of the truth, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because all the scriptures that I'm going to take people through are there in their Bibles and have been ever since they possess them. But sometimes we need revelation or someone to bring us teaching that will give us revelation of a truth that we've never had our eyes open to up to that point. And I think this is very true about uh, this revelation of being in Christ. Uh, many, many Christians have never had that revelation. And they don't realize, therefore, the riches and resources that are available to them because they have been made one with the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we need to understand is that this is a gift from God that we received right at the beginning of our Christian experience. It isn't something that we achieve or we earn or, or we gain by our own works as we progress in the Christian life. There doesn't come a point where suddenly we deserve to be in Christ. Right at the beginning, when we're born again, God puts us into Christ so that his life then becomes our life.
Now, I'm going to start to explain all this by looking at the early verses of Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. Now, we must remember that this was a church that was experiencing many very grave problems at the time Paul wrote this letter. There was division, there were party factions, uh, there was immorality that was being allowed to go on uncorrected, there was even drunkenness at their communion services. Uh, you, would, you would say that this was a church that really deserved to have a right royal ticking off from, from the apostle. And of course he does, during the course of the letter, address this and some of the other issues that were problems in that church at the time. But being uh, a man of wisdom, Paul doesn't begin by uh, telling them off. He begins actually by reminding them of the truth of their position in Christ. So he says right at the beginning of the epistle, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. Now, there's that phrase, in Christ Jesus. In my book that I wrote on this, I go through all the scriptural references, uh, and there are 153 of them, uh, verses that speak about what it means to be in Christ. And here, Paul says that the whole church, every believer there in Corinth, was sanctified in Christ Jesus made holy in Christ. Now, to be sanctified or made holy is to be set apart. What Paul is saying is that God took hold of your lives, set you apart for himself, and placed you in Christ so that you might live in him and he in you. So his life, his inheritance, might become your life and your inheritance. So he says, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. So Paul is not speaking just to the church in Corinth, but to all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That includes all of us in this country who are believers and call upon the Lord. He then says, I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. To live in Christ gives us access to the grace of God. We live daily in the grace of God. What does that mean? We live daily in the flow of his giving. Grace, by grace, God wants to give everything, although we deserve nothing. So we are living in Christ, therefore we are able to live in the grace of God. We can anticipate that God will give to us of his riches day by day. And that's exactly what he says in the next verse, verse 5. For in him, in Christ, you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge. And that's where we're going to begin tomorrow. What does Paul mean when he says that in Christ we have been enriched in every way? You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 